0: Welcome to Milwaukee Mennonite Church. I'm glad you're here. I'm Steve Hartman Kaiser, and I'll be leading our time of worship today. Um, Thanks in advance uh, to uh, Stevers, Aaron in the booth, um, Lauren, Lori, and Connie are are helping with music, and there's others uh, of you who will be helping during the service. So thank you. This is a place where all are welcome. The lost and forsaken, the rich and the haughty, the proud and the strong, the meek and the lowly, the young and the old. All of us are here. God calls to us now. Lauren, Lori, Norm, Candy, Rachel. Reese, Noel, Sarah, Ginny, Aaron, Stevers, Rachel, Peter, John, Elizabeth, Mandy, Emma, Izzy, Matthew, Chris, Jay. God calls to each of us to awaken us, to help us to rise up, to find the courage and compassion to live as God's children. The fire of God's love lives in us, in our flesh and in our bone. So let new light stream in, let shadows vanish away, and let's sing together. Turn in your hymnals to song number 10 here in this place. stand to sing, what is, what is this place? We in this place remember and speak again what we have heard, God's free, redeeming word. That's why we are here. Specifically, today, we're going to sing about one of the most significant ways that we remember God's free, redeeming word, the Lord's Supper, communion. We accept bread at Jesus' table, broken and shared, a living sign. Here in this world, dying and living, we are each other's bread and wine. This, in a nutshell, is a very Anabaptist Christian view of communion. The bread is a living sign shared by living together as the body of Christ for the purpose of increasing God's justice and peace. We're reflecting on communion because it's one of the 12 values that we practice as Anabaptist Christians that are named in this book, Let the Children Come to Me. And we're using Let Let the Children Come to Me as a resource to deepen the Anabaptist values of peace, community, and service, and to nurture a love of Jesus in our hearts and minds. There's 12 values in here that we hope to practice. Um, scripture reading, prayer, community, bearing witness, worship, nonviolence, steadfast faith, the centrality of Jesus, communion, believers' baptism, service to one another, and stewardship. Today we'll reflect on communion, mostly by singing. There's over 20 songs in the communion section in Voices Together, and then there's bunches of others that mention communion. We just sang two of them, gathering songs, where communion is central to to the, uh, the lyrics. Now, it might seem a little bit ironic that we're singing about communion and not actually practicing sharing communion today. Some of us may, in fact, be hungering to share the bread and the cup together. That's okay. Think of today as a time to deepen that hunger. The hunger to eat and drink and be the body of Jesus together. The Lord's Supper is the last meal that Jesus shared with his disciples before he was crucified on the cross. While eating this meal of bread and wine, Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. Communion is the religious practice of sharing bread and wine or juice as part of a worship service. Anabaptists in the 16th century differed from the state churches in their understanding of communion. Anabaptists understood the bread and cup as symbols of the body and blood of Jesus, rather than believing that an actual transformation of the elements took place. Anabaptists shared communion as a way to remember and renew their commitment to the church, the church community, and to the teachings of Jesus. Anabaptists also began the practice of serving communion to one another instead of requiring a priest to do so. This understanding of ministering to one another is known as the priesthood of all believers. So here's some questions. For you to bring to this time and maybe reflect on as we sing as you consider lyrics and scriptures and maybe you have something to share later on why do you come to the table that Jesus hosts what do you need from communion what does communion call out in you in all of us For our time of confession and reconciliation, let's begin by singing number 458, The Water Is Ready.
1: The water is ready. How can I be worthy? God has invited, so I will stand. then i can conceive a calling is offered and my soul
0: Friends, we have confessed our shortcomings in song. How can I be worthy? How can I be welcome? How can I be chosen? Yet, God has invited you. God has forgiven you. God is more gracious than you can conceive. So be at peace. And let's share this peace with each other. Um, One of the ways we've shared peace when we've been a little bit more distanced is using ASL, which has kind of a three-part, and you can grasp your hands and flip them over and do this. That's kind of boom, 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 right? So peace be with you, all right? So share the peace of Christ with each other. Continue to share God's peace with each other through song number 461, Come to the Table of Grace. I invite you to stand if you'd like to sing this song. It's a, a new song, but um, today's we're, we're doing a lot of singing, so use it as an opportunity to feel uh, comfortable just trying out a new song. This is one of them.
1: Come to the table yours all. Table of joy.
0: Our scripture reading is from John 6 verses 30 to 35 and you'll find it on, on number 471 in Voices Together. So let's read this together. Um, it would be wonderful to have someone read the Jesus part in dark print. Do you guys have any volunteers to read? Norm. Lori just volunteered you, Norm. You've been volunteered to be Jesus. Are you okay with that? (laughs) All right, so 471, the dark print is Jesus' words, and uh, we'll, uh, I guess the rest of you can read the quotes, and I'll be the narrator. So here we go. The crowd said to Jesus, you must show us more miracles if you want us to believe you are the Messiah. Give us bread every day, as our ancestors had while they journeyed through the wilderness. As the scriptures say, Moses gave them bread from heaven. Jesus said,
2: Truly, Moses did not give them bread from heaven.
3: God gives you true bread from heaven. The true bread is sent by God from heaven and gives life.
0: They said, "Give us that bread every day of our lives." Jesus replied,
3: "I am the bread of life. No one comes to me who comes to me will ever be hungry again. Those who linger to me will never thirst."
0: Let's continue singing another new song. If you just flip one or two pages back to four sixty four, we are people on a journey. This song, uh, the lyrics journey through uh, from uh, pain uh, and being humble and poor to seeking justice and unity together. Um, If you just want to listen to it for a few times um, and, and then join in on the refrain whenever you feel comfortable, that's fine too. We'll just start singing.
1: We are people on a journey, pain is with us all the way. Joyfully we come together at the holy feast of God. God has sent the invitation to the humble and the poor. Joyfully we come together at the holy feast of God. All who truly thirst for justice seek their liberation here. Joyfully we come together at the holy feast of God. This is bread that God provides us, nourishing our unity. Joyfully we come together at the holy feast of God. Christ is ever present with us to unite us all in love. Joyfully we come together at the
0: We're going to hear a couple short excerpts from The Martyr's Mirror, where 16th century uh, martyrs were interrogated about their thoughts on communion. Uh, The Martyr's Mirror is a remarkable book. Um, It's very big, (laughs) um, over a 1,000 pages. Um, I don't know how many of you have actually opened this book. You may have it in your house but don't open it very often. That's certainly true at our house. Um, It's if you want something to entice you to open it up the other name for martyrs mirror is the bloody theater. Um, And yeah there's uh, if you read carefully you'll see uh, there's there's some really awful deaths that were experienced um, by Christians from the time of Christ to the year A.D. 1660. Um, so uh, I, I, before we hear the, uh, the excerpts here, I thought I would read uh, the preface to the 1950 edition of the Martyr's Mirror because you might kind of wonder why would people want to read about really awful deaths and the letters that martyrs wrote to their children knowing they wouldn't return. Um, from being in prison and there's there's a reason for it and some of it has to do with what we've been thinking about the centrality of Jesus um, being steadfast in faith. Um, But here's uh, uh, the, the preface to the 1950 edition. It was in the year 1742 that the Mennonites of Eastern Pennsylvania wrote to their brethren in the Netherlands reporting their numerical growth in the new world and their fear of war being imminent. Three years later, they wrote again, repeating the contents of their first letter and making a special appeal for assistance in the publication of a German edition of von Brock's Bloody Theater or Martyr's Mirror. The six ministers who signed the letter stated that they wrote at um, at the instance of the other congregations, they were concerned to prepare their people for the cross of testing and suffering which war would bring to it. They said simply that, quote, it becomes us to strengthen ourselves for such circumstances with patience and endurance, and to make every preparation for steadfast constancy in our faith. So I, I found that remarkable to read that, that preface from 1742. Um, uh, I, during the what was I think known as the French and Indian War, or soon before that, and then shortly followed by what we know as the Revolutionary War and all of the wars since then, um, and how uh, a, a book like this uh, can help us to strengthen our own faith and be steadfast in our commitment to uh, resisting the call to war, and how difficult that can be uh, so the story, and with some help from Noel and Liz, um, a little bit about the Martyr's Mirror as it relates to Communion. The Martyr's Mirror contains many court records of questions and answers about Communion. In them, we can see the difference between the Anabaptist understanding of Communion and the the way the State Church viewed Communion. Elizabeth Dirks was interrogated and asked, what are your views with regard to the most adorable holy sacrament? And Elizabeth replied, I have never in my life read in the holy scriptures of a holy sacrament. But of the Lord's Elizabeth was saying that eating the bread of communion was not what saved a person's soul, but that eating the bread was a reminder of the life of Jesus. Perhaps one of the boldest answers was given in fifteen forty nine by a man named Ilken. He was interrogated and asked, "What do you hold concerning the sacrament?" And Ilken replied, I know, of your baked God. "I know nothing of your baked God." Ilken was saying that the bread itself did not turn into Jesus, but that it was a symbol of Jesus, and. Uh, What followed the interrogator's words to Ilkin? following that were, Friend, take care what you say. Such words cost necks. We'll follow uh, those uh, stories, uh, those um, reminders from the Martyr's Mirror with another song, number 478, I Come With Joy.
1: Forgiven, loved, and free The life of Jesus to recall In life lay down for me In love lay down for me I come with Christians
0: far and near To
1: find, as all are fed The new community of love In God's communion bread In Christ's communion bread. As Christ breaks bread and bids us share, Each proud division ends. The love that makes us makes us one, And strangers now are friends, And strangers now are friends. The Spirit of the risen Christ, unseen but ever near, Is in such friendship better known, Alive among us here, alive among us here. Together met, together bound by all that God has done, We'll go with joy to give the world the love that makes us one. The love that makes us one.
0: Our next uh, way of reflecting on the meaning of communion is to look at a more recent statement. Um, And this is actually printed on the back of your order of worship. Uh, This is the Confession of Faith in a Mennonite Perspective, uh, which was, I believe, written mostly in the 80s, maybe adopted in the 90s. Um, Article 12 is the Lord's Supper, and you see it pretty much in its entirety on the back there. Uh, It would be great if a couple people would be willing to come up here and read that. One could read the Light print and one could read the bold print. Lauren, would you read the light? Someone else to read the bold print? Peter? Thanks. Yeah, come on up. There's also a copy here if you want to see bigger print.
4: Eh, My eyes are young. For now. You want light or bold? (laughs) We believe that the Lord's Supper is a sign by which the church thankfully remembers the new covenant which Jesus established by his death. In this communion meal, the members of the church renew our covenant with God and with each other. As one body, we participate in the life of Jesus Christ given for the redemption of humankind. Thus we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes.
2: The Lord's Supper points to Jesus Christ, whose body was given for us and whose whose shed blood established the new covenant. In sharing the bread and cup, each believer remembers the death of Jesus and God's act of deliverance in raising Jesus from the dead. As we relive this event with a common meal, we give thanks for all God's acts of deliverance in the past and present, for the forgiveness of sins, and for God's continuing grace in our lives.
4: The supper represents the presence of the risen Christ in the church. As we partake of the communion of the bread and cup, the gathered body of believers shares in the body and blood of Christ and recognizes again that its life is sustained by Christ, the bread of life.
2: Remembering how Jesus laid down his life for his friends, we, his followers, recommit ourselves to the way of the cross, confessing our sins to one another and receiving forgiveness. We are to come as one body to the table of the Lord. There, we renew our baptismal covenant with God and with each other and recognize our unity with all believers everywhere in all times.
4: All are invited to the Lord's table who have been baptized into the community of faith, are living at peace with God and with their brothers and sisters in the faith and are willing to be accountable in their congregation. Celebrating the Lord's Supper in this manner, the Church looks forward in joy and hope to the Feast of the Redeemed with Christ in the age to come.
0: We'll listen to the next song, number 479. There's an audio version of it. You're welcome to sing along if you like, or just listen.
5: God would welcome me into this mystery. Say, take this bread, take this wine, now the simple.
0: Know how you're feeling or experiencing these uh, many, many layers of uh, the meaning of communion. Um, but it strikes me as I hear this song that it's uh, both mystery and something very, very simple. Um, that it's there's the simple made divine made possible by the grace of God, Um, a God who invites us to a life of giving up our life and the difficulty that that is. So maybe it's not surprising that uh, with so much to draw upon from this meal, Uh, we're not all in agreement on exactly what to emphasize when it comes to communion. Um, This is true of Christians in general. It's true of us here at Milwaukee Mennonite Church as well. And just want to um, name that and recognize that. Um, uh, And one way I'll do that right now is to read the uh, addendum made to our Statement on Communion, you can find this on our website, Um, The statement that was made uh, five years ago in April of 2017, following a year where we spent considerable time on the topic of Communion. We participated in a quarter-long Christian education discussion of Communion, including traditional Mennonite teachings on Communion, different Communion practices, and sharing our faith backgrounds. We emphasize the Mennonite linking of believers' baptism, one of the tenets of the denomination, with communion as a reminder of one's baptismal vows. This is why traditionally children are not baptized in the Mennonite church, believers' baptism, of adults who choose to be baptized, and why traditionally children do not take communion, only those who are baptized take communion. The church desired to move to create a clearer statement on communion. However, in that process, we realized that the members of Milwaukee Mennonite Church have different understandings of the purpose of and symbolism surrounding communion. Our members come from many different church backgrounds and faith traditions, and some have come to the Mennonite faith as adults. Some see communion as a step towards baptism and full participation in church life. In recognition of and gratitude toward our diversity of belief, we do not feel that we can come to consensus now on another statement about communion, and our current statement, the one listed above this, will continue to stand. We recognize the traditional teaching of the Mennonite Church and will continue to use Christian education to teach believers baptism and why Mennonites believe differently about baptism and communion than other Christian denominations. We also understand that our members have various beliefs about communion. However, all believe communion to be central A central symbol of our faith. For some families, children don't participate in communion until they are baptized. For other families, children choose to participate earlier as a step towards baptism. We desire to create a culture of baptism, keeping at the center of our life together the celebration of God's love and the challenge of Jesus' way of peace and reconciliation. We desire the table to be a welcoming one as Jesus calls us into fellowship with Him. We recognize these differences in our current membership. Name the tension that we have seen among our members as we discussed communion, and hold both views as equally faithful. Our last song before we move to a time of sharing is 483, Word and Sign. and Lauren and Stevers will help and Lori will help uh, us sing that. Um, We're going to repeat this uh, a number of times, so um, I think six times in all, so join in as you feel ready to sing. as we uh, continue praying uh, praying together we will finish our time of praying by praying the prayer that Jesus taught and uh, if you turn to number 989 uh, there's several versions of the prayer Jesus taught we're going to be reading the bottom of the first column version C that begins blessed one So, when I invite you to prayer, the prayer Jesus taught, um, we'll pray that prayer, 989C. Let's pray together. God of our pulse and breath, God in our life and death, God, in the simple, everyday elements of bread and wine, hear our prayers, calm our fears. We give thanks for this community of your people here at Milwaukee Mennonite Church, and we give thanks for all of your people that we are joined together with around the world. We pray for unity for us to be one here in knowing your love and sharing your love and for that to be true with other Christian communities as well. God of every gift, you provide for us, body and soul, through the bounty of creation and the gift of your own Holy Spirit. Hold us fast to your ways so that our delight will be to join in your work this day. In the example of Jesus, who taught us to pray, saying, Blessed one, our source and support, holy is your name. May your love be enacted in the world. May your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us in the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For all that we do in your love AND ALL THAT YOUR LOVE BRINGS TO BIRTH, AND THE FULLNESS OF LOVE THAT WILL BE, ARE YOURS, NOW AND FOREVER. AMEN. Well, BEFORE WE SING OUR CLOSING SONG AND um, THEN HAVE ANNOUNCEMENTS, A SHORT STORY ABOUT COMMUNION FROM CHEYENNE PEACE CHIEF LAWRENCE HART. HE WAS A MINISTER uh, AT KOINONIA MENNONITE CHURCH IN OKLAHOMA FOR 40 YEARS. Chief Hart and his wife, Betty, founded the Cheyenne Cultural Center in Clinton, Oklahoma, and it was important to Chief Hart to honor his Cheyenne heritage as well as embrace Anabaptist teachings. Chief Hart was present in 2005 at the first meeting of Native Mennonite Ministries, where fry bread was dipped into cups for communion. Fry bread, um, which uh, has been prepared for you for a snack afterwards, Fry bread is made by frying dough into hot oil until it puffs up and turns golden brown. Well, in my case, at least until it turns golden brown. There wasn't a lot of puffing up. After the U.S. government forced Native Americans to live on land that could not grow the food they were used to, for example Potawatomi, among others, were forced to move. Some ended up in Oklahoma moved from Wisconsin there, I should say. After the US government forced Native Americans to live on land that could not grow the food they were used to, the government provided them with flour, lard, and sugar rations. And Native Americans used these ingredients to make fry bread. For many Native Americans, fry bread is an important symbol of identity and unity. It also symbolizes their perseverance and their survival. When fry bread was used for communion at the first meeting of Native Mennonite Ministries, it connected Anabaptist faith with Native American identity. Our closing song is number 838, The Peace of the Earth Be With You.
1: The peace of the earth be with you, the peace of the heavens too. The peace of the rivers be with you, the peace of the oceans too, deep peace falling over you, God.
0: Peace be with you all, and if you have announcements to share, now's the time to do that, and then we can share fry bread and cool drinks.